when a CSR is able to close a lead, it makes us look better <laughs> when yeah. we're sending leads to them. Um, yeah. So having that confidence is a huge deal. Uh, it's just making that investment is already expensive enough for a revenue generator. It's a lot tougher to swallow for a business owner to invest in your support staff like that. Growing your trade service business can be a pain in the ass, but we know you want to grow. On the MLO Podcast, we interview the best tradespeople to find out how they're scaling their companies so you can too. All right, we're here with Alex Hallmark of Fred's Appliance Academy. How are you doing, Alex? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for being on. I appreciate it. So, so tell us, how long has uh, Fred's Appliance been in business? So Fred's Appliance Service uh, has been in business since 96. Uh, that's where we're actually going into people's homes and fixing appliances uh, on location. Our Fred's Appliance Academy has been around since 2008. That's uh, primarily a solution to a problem we have in our service operation when we needed to find more tax. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, that's right in line with a lot of stuff we've been talking about in the industry, um, just trade services in general, trying to find good help. So that's really mm-hmm. that's really cool that you're doing that. So what all do you guys do then? So Fred's Appliance Services, we're operating in six different counties in Northeast Ohio, primarily servicing Whirlpool products, but we also work on Electrolux GE and a few others. Uh, And that's always in flux. The Academy teaches across the board. The original idea behind it, uh, Fred started the Academy teaming up with a local community college in the area called Lakeland. Teamed up with one specific brand and started teaching. I I don't know if it was a three-week course back then, but it was was a bit more uh, basic along the lines of that specific manufacturer that wanted to do the training. And uh, eventually, that was around 2006, and Fred decided, well, we got to train on everything else uh, for my techs to be successful. And uh, he decided to start his own. Originally, we only had maybe three or four uh, students in each class, and it's cranked up to about 20 sometimes in certain classes where we'll actually sell out. And then it kind of started to steamroll. It wasn't just about training his guys and training people locally. Uh, we started getting requests from folks in California, Alaska, New York, Florida, Texas, overseas on both sides. And that's when we discovered that we really, it wasn't just us. Most of the country had just forgotten that this was something that people still need to be trained on. It's not to suggest that field trades are in great shape, but plumbing, HVAC, electrical, those have much more established uh, educational paths. And appliance repair really doesn't have one. It's very rare to go to a college right now and have an opportunity to say, hey, in two years, you're going to be able to fix anything, know how to diagnose anything that doesn't exist that I'm aware of. Uh, and it's not as accessible because what do I do here in Cleveland? Do, can I send them there? Can they stay there? Uh, what do they do while they're there? There's a lot of other factors involved when you're trying to train someone on location. No different than what the military has to deal with when they're training soldiers to start with. You know, They send them all to one centralized location, and that's kind of how we've been crafting our, our, our academy program. The appliance military. I like it. That's great. <laughs> it, it is essentially a boot camp. It's not going to cover everything, but we, we, we cover the basics. How do you use your meter? How does electricity work through the product? What's, what's the difference between a top load and a front load from a function standpoint? What are the common issues, regardless of the brand? You know, where you should look at, depending on the type of customer complaint. So these are areas that build confidence for the technician uh, taking the class. And it's not just for technicians. We've had others take it as well. We've had uh, tech support people from manufacturers take the class. Uh, so that way they're better on the phone supporting folks in the field. We've had CSR people take the class. So they're just better on the phone in general, which kind of segues into some marketing talk later. Just because when a CSR is able to close a lead, 
it makes us look better <laughs> when yeah. we're sending leads to them. So having that confidence is a huge deal. Uh, it's just making that investment is already expensive enough for a revenue generator. It's a lot tougher to swallow for a business owner to invest in your support staff like that. Um, yeah. but we, we see dividends from that. And even sales, somebody selling an appliance has taken this class uh, just to understand how it works. So because most, most cases, I'm sure you've bought an appliance in the last five or 10 years, you can't test it. When you go in, you can't just put a load of laundry in the washing machine before you buy it. You can test a car, but you can't test a washing machine. You can't test a fridge. Is it really going to fit all your food? (laughs) 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 You know, there is a inherent challenge to sell it because, you know, there's cases where the salesman may not have realized that it does X, Y, Z. And then we get a warranty call to come out that same day it's delivered. And our tech is explaining it like, oh, no, it doesn't work this way. This is how it works. And. Yeah. God, God forbid it's a bad, bad advice that the customer goes, well, I don't want this in my home. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys offer housing then for people that are out of town. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, that was uh, we originally were housing them in hotels, but that went against the boot camp mentality. It's hard to try and cram everything we're doing in three weeks. So. Mm-hmm. What happens at the end of the day now is it's in, within walking distance of where they're actually getting the training. And we have three apartment buildings to be able to house the, each. There's two students in each apartment. They get their own private bathroom or excuse me, private bedrooms. They share a bath. They share the kitchen. They share the living space. But it's within walking distance. And then as soon as they're done, they're right. They are staying with somebody that's dealing with the exact same challenges they are. Even if they're from a completely different part of the country, they're able to study and work together. Uh, and that's been a huge benefactor in trying to make sure the information sticks. Because even with three weeks, there's only so much we can cram in our heads. Uh, studies will show that you know 20 minutes is all you got, and then you got to take a you got to take a break, and then let us you know lose that ADD and sit back down and listen to the next line of, of, of knowledge. So we have pacing that we have to work within that three week time period, but at least then we can make up for extra studying. Uh, extra discussion back at the flats is what we call them. Fred's flats uh, for the students. Fred's flats. Awesome, man. That sounds awesome. <laughs> so how, how can our clients bridge, bridge the gap here from, from the pain that you guys were having to this solution? How can our clients use your academy to help scale their businesses? Yeah, that's a very common question. So a majority of the people that take our class are already employed. It's about 70% of them because we're part of their training program. So what your clients can gain from this is they hire somebody brand new because very unlikely you're going to find someone with experience. If they have experience and they're unemployed, it's usually because they have bad habits, sadly. And because there's such a demand. I know a company in Hawaii that's still looking to hire. So how am I going to hire in Cleveland, Ohio and compete with somebody that can put you on a beach and take you and you get to take boat rides to go to your service calls and stuff out in paradise? And they can't fill the position. So to, to bridge that, we, we ask that they have someone that they bring in and they ride with their uh, best senior tech that they have on their team. That might be the owner itself, themselves. And um, after a couple months, they can send them to our class and we'll start going through the, the basic fundamentals. Again, going through how you use your meter, how you're reading the schematic, what are the common complaints, what are the common ways to address? How do we properly install all these products? Because that's a common issue. You know, it can be years. Sometimes we'll come into an appliance and it was never installed right to begin with, which led to the failures. So we got to be able to identify that, be able to advise if it's outside of our skill set. You may need a carpenter. You may need a masonry, depending on if you put it in brick or something. 
uh, all those things we got to discuss in a classroom environment and allow the, uh, the students to ask dumb questions, which I don't like to call them dumb questions, but they feel they're dumb questions. There are questions that you wouldn't want to ask in front of a customer when you're on the road training with somebody like, oh, wow, that was that was that flame supposed to be that big? End <laughs> <laughs> so, quote. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> the idea that, you know, we're, we're going to try and simulate all those situations while in a customer's house while trying to take care of that immediate customer, no matter how friendly and, and, and uh, uh, willing to, to deal with the training issues, it's very unlikely they're going to be cool with that question. So they can't ask that stuff and they need an environment to be able to do that. And it's hard right. when you only have two or three techs, you don't have the money to invest in a warehouse to start your own training facility. You got to get product. You got to create the structure, you know, you got to have reinforcement. Uh, how are you reinforcing it week in and week out? That's one cool benefit of having guys here for three weeks is by the second week, we're usually able to start seeing some patterns, patterns that we're going to try and massage out, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, a, a lack of going through steps when you're diagnosing, you want to skip ahead because you want to try and just guess right, you know, and not necessarily do your due diligence and make sure you're diagnosing the problem correctly, stuff like that, you know, and if we had them for longer, we could accomplish even more, but it's hard enough to ask a, an owner to invest in training for three whole weeks and to ask that candidate to be away from their house and their family and their friends for three whole weeks. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would do it, to be quite frank. It, currently at my age. Now, if I'm in my 20s, I'd have been down. But, yeah, you know, it's a different animal. So the COVID has made us pivot uh, into one online space. It really wasn't what our, uh, our main focus. There's a few different outlets that we like to recommend. Master Samurai is what we like for online training, online follow-up learning. You know, they cover some of the same subjects, but they'll, they'll go into a bunch of other things that we just don't have time in the three weeks that we have them. But now that we can't really teach classes... <laughs> Uh, we have the uh, benefit of trying to explore that space and see where we can participate and where we can bring value to the industry and to our clients. If you're like us, you want a growing business known for doing good work, which means you're also on the hunt for systems and people that help you build that business. But it can be exhausting to wade through the internet crap flood trying to find someone you can trust. As business people, we know that the thing we're good at isn't always the thing our company needs. Sometimes you need help with other parts of the business. That's why we partner with Garage Starts, a growth consulting company who goes beyond consulting. They actually get hands-on and do the work. They help take the pressure off by actually doing some of the work you need done, then they build systems and document processes to make the work easy to learn for other employees. They even help you hire and train new staff if needed. If you're like us and want someone who will work alongside you to get the business success you want, go to garagestarts.com and tell them MLO sent you for a special discount. Let's, let's say I, I start an appliance repair company. Hypothetically, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a veteran repair guy, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I start using Fred's Appliance Academy to train my new recruits. Other than marketing, what are some of the other obstacles that I'm going to run into in growing my business? You know, how would you consult and what would be the other main pillars other than training and marketing? Great question. So for our academy to be successful, we discovered that, you know, with so many of our students coming from other company owners, we want to go out of our way to try and solve their problems. So inevitably they grow, which guess what happens next? You need more techs. That, that is an area that we try to approach with them. So some of these key areas that are easy to ignore is CSR training. 
you know, your customer service reps, the people that are on the support side of things. There is a huge gap, like almost a lack of investment. Yeah, we have a hard enough time justifying, trying to get clients to justify training their revenue generators, the guys that are actually guys and gals that are in the homes, fixing appliances and collecting cash. Yeah. Where your support people, that doesn't necessarily equate to it. Now they are part of that journey and that's where the struggles happen. You know, if you have a situation where the CSR walk the lead first off, that's that sucks just in general. But if they are just pissy on the phone, you know, not really being accommodating, not trying to answer questions, didn't necessarily collect the information accurately. There's so much revenue that gets lost because if a tech can't find the home, the tech gets in there and it's a hostile environment. God forbid that's his first call of the day and he's got nine more to go. And it just didn't, you know, and we could have prevented all that by just being a little nicer, you know, or maybe allowing the customer to text us instead of just doing phone calls or allowing web chatting, stuff like that. Uh, those things are huge right now, and especially with COVID. COVID has, you know, shined a huge light on these areas because people were forced to have to work from home. We were fortunate, Adam and I, Adam Butcher, who runs uh, Fred's Appliance Service, uh, is Fred's oldest son. He and I have always wanted to get us completely remote. And we did. Beginning of 2019, the entire team at Fred's Appliance, outside of the academy, now the academy, because of its how it's designed, requires a physical presence because there's physical students in the, in the in the classroom. But the service business, everyone's been working from home since the beginning of 2019. So that includes our parts guys, the, the triage person who may be screening calls. Everyone's working from their home. Now that created a whole another slew of problems. You know, how do, how do you make sure someone's doing their job? How do you, you know, train? Uh, they, these areas aren't necessarily hammered out, but since then, I mean, I'll put it this way. If I try to say, hey, we bought an office building, we're all coming back in the office. I probably have half the team quit. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Just, we can't go back now. Like it's, it's too nice. It's the, the comfort level, not dealing with traffic. Granted our techs have to deal with it, but the support staff not having to deal with that. There's so much other flexibility. My power goes out, but if everybody else's power's up, business still runs, you know, but if you were at an office building, the power goes down, the whole operation shuts down. Uh, so there's there's negatives, but there's positives. I can't strongly encourage enough that everyone should be doing this. We've been, technicians have been working from home since I think around 2012. So that's not a new concept. So the revenue yeah. generators have been dispatched from their home. They're expected to be there at eight o'clock. And I can't tell you how that is a new concept to a lot of people in our industry and field services in general. So many people are so reliant on the fact that they need to bring that body into the, into the building to see them, touch them, talk to them that way, pass yeah. along their parts, their inventory. But then all of a sudden it's 930. They got there yep. at eight, hour and a half goes by. Been there, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's, that's been a big part of what we've been coaching because there's really nobody that I'm aware of that's 100% remote like us. Uh, there's, wow. a com there's combinations, but not, not a complete 100%. Now, we are fortunate because we're not in a bunch of major markets. I have one major market to manage. It's a little bit of a different animal once you yeah. scale up and go into other states. There, there is a, a level of need to have some kind of like depot situation where you can store trucks, some of your inventory for the trucks and stuff like that, and kind of have a checkpoint like that. But that's case by case. And I've seen okay. client, clients handle it differently. You guys, do you guys offer consulting as well? We do. Yeah. Anyone's, okay. anyone's welcome to schedule time with me just like you did. Where yeah. we, you and I just shot, shot the breeze for about a half hour. I have no problem doing Advice is easy. I'll tell you all yeah. day exactly how we're running it, how we're doing it. But that's the thing. 
it's if it was that easy and it was just a flip of the switch, we would there would be a price tag, you know, right down here. Click here. To, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. But we, it's not like that, and that's that's the the reality that um, we're trying to figure out ways to make it smoother and and get better guidance. But a lot of it comes down to the leadership. You know, they have to take the time to learn new ways of doing things, and because it's up to them to implement it and spread it down to the rest of their team. You know, that technician that's running 10 calls a day, he's not going to give a shit about whether or not we're texting our customers or not. <laughs> he's yeah. not like that comes down to your uh, as a manager and you have to put other people in, 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 in positions in your company that are going to embrace those new ways of communicating. So you can start solving some of these problems and, and have better morale amongst your team, which tends to lead to more money for everybody. Yeah. Wow. So you guys are you guys are fixing appliances. You see a need. Not enough techs, so you start you start an academy. You start helping other companies within your space. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I love that model. I noticed you guys are also doing SEO work and digital marketing. Why is that so important? How'd you get into that? Why is it important for an appliance repair company to have a good SEO solution um, as opposed to other forms of marketing? So uh, that's. Um Great, because we, that's a great question because there's a specific example I can share about us. Uh, so Fred's Appliance Service is physically the physical office, which is empty, <laughs> but it's next door to the academy. But the physical office where we're listed as an address is in Madison, Ohio, which is about a 45 minute drive east of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one thing that a lot of companies don't understand is when you Google, you Google an individual location. Google tells exactly where you're at, as you know. So that changes things. You know, if you're in Madison, Ohio, I show up organically. I don't have to do any advertisement. Uh, we're one of the main, it's a town of like 35,000 people. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're, for, you know, just the Google, my business listing is good enough for that SEO. But here's the problem. That's not where the population is. That's not where a majority of our traffic is. You still only have 10 spots organically to show up on that first page. Then that's where SEO comes in. So how do we show up in Cleveland organically, uh, which we do now, we're number two and number three, <laughs> usually nice. when, you're ta- when you're doing appliance repair. And that comes down to generating relevant content for Google and other search engines to consume. And that's, in a nutshell, what SEO is, is search engine optimization. You're optimizing yourself to show up that's relative to something that you want to show up for. So if, if I type appliance repair, I have to, at Fred's Appliance, make sure that I am constantly generating content that relates to appliance repair, washer repair, or not even repair, just about appliances in general or about home improvement. And then the other thing I need to take into account is I need to generate content locally and make it driven to all the different individual cities that we service. Because just because you rank well for Cleveland, are you going to rank well for Akron, which is about an hour southeast? No, it's a totally different market. You might but you may need to start doing some localized content specific to Akron and what you do and what you offer. And then that way you teach Google over time, you know, that, hey, I'm a resource. I'm an authoritative resource. Here's why. And as you start to share that content, if it's good content, people will start to share it as well. And they'll start to link back to you and it just snowballs. So we've been generating content. We've been doing SEO since 2012. Okay. So, wow. Way longer than anybody that I'm aware of in our industry. Uh, there's still many companies that are four or five times our size that it's a website they built 10 years ago. And then their their thoughts are, well, it doesn't make me money now, so it doesn't make money. 
Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's, yeah, that's why it does it. Cause it sucks. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta talk more. You gotta go. How does the machine going to know that you do appliance repair? You can't just say one thing, put a, a name up and then hope to God, Google's going to start referencing you. There is millions and millions of pieces of content, probably more than that now that's being posted every single day. So if you're, you're basically, you know, not part of the conversation. Yeah. Not generating content. So I've, I've started my appliance repair company. I've, hired either your company or ours to do SEO. So it's, you know, the, the phones are blowing up. I've got new techs being hired. I'm sending them to Fred's for this, for this boot camp. I've got my customer service people being trained properly. They're taking down the right information. They're making it easy on the techs. What else specific to your industry can I do as a business owner to help my business grow, to, to help it scale? What other Commun- advice do you have? Communication tools. So we're in the service business. It's a little different. Now, if I was selling an appliance, maybe I wouldn't be so hamstrung on some of this stuff, but we're in service. Nobody, nobody that's actually paying the bill uh, for an appliance repair job is happy. They're never really that excited. No, I, right. you know, your washer leaks all over the floor. You have all other kinds of things going through your brain. You're hot, you're, you're on the phone, you're angry, all understandable. But the real shitty part is if I'm only available eight to five on the phone, it's the only way you can actually get in touch with one of our team members and get on our schedule. That sucks. That's just not 2020 anymore. Honestly, that wasn't 2010. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's our, our, is, is the phone number listed on your website? Can I text it? And when I text it, what happens? Yeah. Can I get on the website on any type of device? Like we're still dealing with that, which sounds crazy when you and I talk about it because of our experience and the other stuff we're doing, but it's very common to not be mobile friendly, even though Google has specifically announced that they are indexing by mobile in most cases. So you literally could just be tanking your rankings, even if you have SEO going, if it's not mobile friendly. Yeah, totally. So web chat, uh, that's another communication tool that we've been heavily heavily, uh, leveraging because you get those leads, they land on that landing page. Uh, You know, sometimes they don't want to bite, you know, they, you know, for whatever reason, you know, but if you're web chatting, you can see that they're on that page. You can see that they came from organic or from an ad or from a specific uh, referral and you can jump right in and say, Hey, I see that you're in XYZ and uh, you need help. And that's it. That's uh, that's usually enough to, to get the lead if it really exists and they're not just, you know, maybe window shopping or maybe trying to learn how to repair appliances, obviously search your intent can go all over the place, but at least with those primary uh, leads that we care about. So that's been a big push for us in the last two years because it leads, it segues into working from home and setting up a complete hundred percent remote operation, being accessible for your customers to be able to communicate with you. So you can cut down the phone volume. We initiated texting in such aggressive way. We cut our phone volume by 50%, but we did not cut our revenue. Wow. So the morale, well, I'll put it. I'll put it to the same same analogy uh, with uh, us working from home. If uh, we tried to take away texting from our team, we'd probably have people revolting and quitting. <laughs> like wow. it's it's that important now because they because they we we check to see if it's a mobile number from any any resource that we're getting a referral from or if it comes from an actual organic lead or something like that. And we have canned program responses for a lot of different scenarios that takes time. Like that didn't have like there's no program that you can go to that's ready to rock like that. You have to figure out how you and your team are going to communicate with your customers. What are you going to say? What if they have an issue with this? What about after hours? You know, all those things have to be figured out. And while I love the idea of setting up a playbook and that is on my to-do list, 
I have a strange hunch that it's not going to line up with everybody's procedures uh, right. because everybody runs differently. If you're all in the same building and you're not using any type of CRM or anything like that to try and manage your communication in general, you add texting, web chatting, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, LinkedIn, all of a sudden you're just like, this is too much. Well, we're going back to phones. And then, yep. you know, it's because they, you know, you got to baby step it one piece. So texting was our, our campaign in 2019 uh, at Fred's. We spent a ton of time, the uh, third quarter and fourth quarter, figuring out how we wanted to use texting and maximizing that technology to basically try and strip away all the bullshit calls that we had to deal with on the phone. And bullshit meaning like just verifying information or just letting you know the parts on the way. Like we don't need to call you to do that. And sometimes yeah. that turns into two phone calls. One phone call to call you. Now I didn't get you. I left you a message. Now you didn't get the message. So now you got to call me. Now you got to sit in the old queue, wait until you get in touch with somebody. Wow, what a great experience. I can't wait to call Fred's again. You know, wow, so yeah. wow. get rid of, we get rid of all that. And it's just coming up with those procedures, coming up with how your team's going to handle it. That's the tricky part. But that's why we give free advice. Just because, again, that's easy. I'll tell you how to do it. But, you know, whether you're going to roll your sleeves up or not and take the time to test train, coach, encourage, and trial and error. Because things aren't going to work the way you want them to, as you and yeah. I know. We just had yeah. technical difficulties getting on here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, it's got to happen. Embrace it. Embrace the suck, I think is uh, what Embrace the suck. Right? <laughs> that's, the, that's the quote right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome, man. I think, I think we're speaking the same language. You know, a lot of business owners – are really apprehensive to grow because they get stuck in certain gridlocks. And it sounds like you're not only solving those issues for your company, but you're trying to help others get out of that gridlock as well. Yeah, I think that's so cool. You know, there's a lot of overlap between our companies, but I, I, we, we sort of have the same attitude, like, especially with helping people. It's like, I'll tell you anything if you'll, if you'll apply it. Like, it's like, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you the keys to the Ferrari if you'll, pull it out of the damn driveway. But do you know how to drive stick? Are you going to take yeah. the time to learn how to drive yeah. stick, right? There you yeah. Go. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, hey man, how can, how can people find you? Uh, how can we get in touch with you? Plug away. No, thank you. Uh, so Fred's Appliance Academy dot Fred's Appliance.com. Uh, we have course pictures. You can see stuff about the flats, all the course dates, everything's online to register any upcoming stuff that we change and whatnot, uh, everything's going to feed through there. For me at Fluid Services and whatnot, that's fluid.services. You could also type in, if you're an appliance guy and you're curious about some of the stuff we recommend from a software standpoint, Google Appliance Repair uh, Business Resources were the first thing that comes up. And there's a large list of softwares that either we're using or we know clients that are using them and having success. So that's just a resource page for folks that are like, man, what 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 are those guys using for texting? There's a link. You can go there wow. and figure it out to your heart's content. You don't even have to talk to me. <laughs> so, that's awesome. So, yeah. But, but that's yeah, those are the two main areas. And, and there's and contact forms and stuff on those websites to reach out to us directly. And Fluid Services, that's for the marketing and SEO side of the business. Is that and consulting. And yeah. Consulting. I mean, yeah, the consulting's kind of pivoting in that direction more because uh, it's mainly me doing it. So, sure. Uh, and Adam as well. But we're both co-founders of Fluid and that's the... Uh, that's that's us doing it on that end. Fred's Academy is going to be more geared towards the staff. You know, let's yep. help your techs. Let's help your CSR folks eventually. That's my my long term goal is to eventually create structure for stuff. I was like going to ask. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so, but that, that that's that's the hope is that Academy will fulfill that role and then Fluid will continue to help on the administrative side to help the owners directly speak their language, speak their concerns and problems because they, they are different. They are unique and they are challenging. So um, that's that's the outlet we've created. Well, hey, man, the rising tide raises all boats. So we'll be uh, we'll be sending people your way. We can't do our job if business owners don't want more calls. Um, <laughs> exactly um so yeah we'll be sending people your way to, to to refer you for for training their techs i think it's great what you're doing. i appreciate it i appreciate it. i'll keep you guys in mind if somebody doesn't want to deal with me <laughs> ah, yeah yeah if you really if you really it, fuck, it, it happens fuck it. It, it happens yeah. i'm not perfect you know and you know some you know so i'll definitely keep you guys in mind as a resource to refer as well yeah, yeah. If you get too busy or something, let us know. Exactly, uh, um, absolutely. Wonderful, man. Thanks so much for being on. On, we really appreciate it. Anytime. This has been another episode of the Moral Leads Online podcast. We hope that this podcast inspires you to take the next steps in growing your business. If you're ready to have someone take an honest look at your marketing and give you a no strings attached plan, email us at info at moralleadsonline dot com. Thanks for listening, and go kick some ass.